Guilty. We've got both Jessica and Ashley Simpson together. Jessica Simpson. I belong to me. Simpson and Nick Lachey. All you newlywed couples out there, can you imagine allowing a camera crew to follow you around day and night? Is this chicken what I have or is this fish? Hey, what's up? I'm Ashley Simpson. Please welcome Ashley Simpson. Coming up, Ashley Simpson right here on the VIP. With Ashley Simpson, I'm so excited. She said, I want to be a role model to girls. Now it's time to take a peek into the lives of the Simpsons sisters, Jessica and Ashley. Hi, everybody. Love is in the air today. Welcome to the Ashley and Jessica cast. I'm your host, Leah. And I'm your host, Jolie. Oh my goodness, we're so excited. We have another holiday special. We do. Happy True Love Week. Yes. Oh, that's a nice way to put it. (laughs) Thank you. Happy Valentine's Day, whether you have a significant other or not. I still think it's really fun because I love hearts and red and pink look so cute together. And I just love the aesthetic. I always say that In October and February, the world matches my personal aesthetic. That's why I love these holidays. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, even if you don't have a significant other, celebrate Galentine's Day or what have you and just celebrate love in general. It doesn't need to be romantic. It could definitely be platonic. Exactly. I hate when people complain about this holiday. I mean, I'm sorry if you feel sad and depressed, but unless you're alone alone, Like, unless you literally have nobody in your entire life, which can't be true because if you're listening, you have us (laughs) and you have Jessica and you have Ashley, so you're good. But literally, if you have no one in your life, then I guess I understand. But if you don't have a significant other, you can always celebrate love. Like, I still get my mom a little Valentine thing and she gets one for me. She usually writes me like a card or something because it's not just about romantic love. No. How do you feel about this holiday valentine's day was another something i was like super excited about or really here i was like okay it's happening like it's really just another day even being in relationships i'm just kind of like meh you could celebrate like the people you love any day yes but i feel like you're excited this year because you were telling me about some of your secret plans which we won't disclose but (laughs) right yeah i have a couple things planned it's honestly like i'm a little excited but like it's nothing over the top it's being completely honest, like my boyfriend's a hopeless romantic. Um, so hi, Chris. Yeah, hi. <laughs> I'm not sure what he has planned, but like, I, I def, I'd be lying if I was saying I wasn't gonna do something special for him. So right, of course, it's so lucky that he's dating you. I mean, for many reasons, but you're so creative. I feel like you could make even the coldest, most jaded person on Valentine's Day smile. I'd hope so. I'd like to think that. But yeah, it's just like I said, he just he really does love love and he loves hard. And that's something I'm thankful for because there's some people who don't but that's never something I ever feel like I'm lacking, thankfully. Oh, that's so nice. 
Thanks. <laughs> so we thought today we would get into the relationships of Jessica and Ashley with, of course, special emphasis on the current relationships because we don't want to be disrespectful to Evan or Eric by talking about old loves, but everybody has a story and the path on the road to these men that they've now settled down with is important because they wouldn't have gotten to where they are without every step along the way. Exactly. Unfortunately, you have to kiss a couple frogs and get your heart broken a couple times before you meet your forever love. And thankfully, the both of them have done that. Yes. And they have the sweetest relationships and families. It makes me so happy. It, Yeah. Just especially the way like Eric looks at Jessica or even the way like Evan speaks so highly of Ashley. It's really something to admire. Yeah. Especially Jessica, like, just has this way. I guess because she's an artist and she's creative, the way that she talks about Eric, I feel like she finds new ways to describe what love is, where I think Ashley's a little more guarded. So she'll just be like, I'm really happy. But Jessica will, like, break it down, yeah. especially in her book and stuff. Should we get into Ashley first? Because we talk about Jessica so much. I think we should. We eventually will get to the part of this podcast where it's more Ashley heavy, but. <laughs> We're trying to do things in chronological order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of course, we all know Ashley's first boyfriend, Josh. Well, her first serious boyfriend. Right. And we were introduced to Josh in the first, or if not the first, the first couple episodes of the Ashley Simpson show. Mm -hmm. And he was gone just as quickly. Oh my gosh, unfortunately. But yeah, it was funny because there was a conversation with Tina and Ashley and Ash uh, Tina was asking like, why are you doing his laundry? And Ashley was saying how they had hung out pretty much every single day since they started dating, which wow, because it's just like, I'm just someone who loves personal space. <laughs> but <laughs> they were just like, fully invested in each other at the time until he decided he didn't want to be in that relationship anymore. Yeah. And if you look at pictures of Ashley and him throughout the relationship before the Ashley Simpson show, she looks so happy, like little girl happy. So I guess they did have a good period there for a while where they were just young and in love and it was all fun. And I would love to know why exactly he broke up with her. Like I said, I think it's weird that it happened right at the beginning of the Ashley Simpson show when a lot of guys would probably want to stick around for that and see where the show went and, you know, would want to stay with her during the making of her album, especially when she's writing songs about you and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I feel like we just will never know because who cares and who's going to ask her about this at this point? Not me. Right. Who's going to ask her about the guy she dated when she was like 18 to 19? Right. Like irrelevant. Once the show came out, Ashley was everyone's crush, I feel. So I wonder if he was like, oh, damn, I messed up maybe i i could see that especially since like she is so talented i don't know i just feel like for me whether it's like a friend or relationship or something it's just like if i know someone close to me is doing great things like i'd want to be there i want to support them i don't know i feel like that'd be weird for me if i was him to just obviously he had his reasons but to kind of like step away from that josh you're dumb but i'm happy that you did that because we got some really 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 good breakup songs on autobiography i mean that album might have been completely different if he stayed with her yeah i strongly agree with that i mean we're gonna talk later about our favorite jessica and ashley love songs but 
Ashley's bigger on the breakup songs, you know, whereas Jessica's definitely heavier on the romance. Exactly. And I hate to say it, but if we didn't have Love Me For Me on Autobiography, I don't no. I don't think the album would have been the same. I would have died. <laughs> <laughs> along along with the other songs, which we'll talk about when we get to that, but yeah, I mean, it was all so obviously meant to be. Yeah. Ryan Cabrera was the next relationship that was major but somewhere in between josh and ryan i know ryan and ashley were on and off and stuff she dated well before ryan she dated carson daly as i've talked about right very briefly (laughs) briefly in summer of 2003 and the actor gregory smith she dated also briefly and then tyler hoechlin who she met on the set of Seventh Heaven, and they definitely were hanging out. I couldn't find out if they were official or not, but maybe they were just hooking up or whatever. I don't know, but she was seen around with him. And then there are two rumors. She was seen at a club with Ryan Philippi. Right. No idea if they were just at the same club or if they went together or what, but that's totally rumored. And then it's also rumored that Nick Carter cheated on Paris Hilton with Ashley. Right, but that was debunked after because the rumor at the time was that when Paris Hilton was shooting House of Wax, her co-star at the time, Chad Michael Murray, was there. They had an affair, allegedly, and that's what prompted – that's what started that rumor because Nick had said at the time that he had hooked up with Ashley, but this was also around the time House of Carters came out, so it was just kind of messy, but then it was confirmed that it wasn't true. Oh, Okay, so scratch Nick Carter from the record. <laughs> he's not included, but I wonder if she hooked up with Ryan Phillippe. I mean, he's yeah, he's not a bad looking man. We all remember that scene from Cruel Intentions. I don't have to say which one. <laughs> exactly. So Ryan Cabrera, I thought we wouldn't get too deep into this because we're going to talk about him so much when we get to the Ashley Simpson show. Similarly, I won't be talking that much about Nick because obviously we talk about him every week at length. So if you're starving for Nick information, people, just listen to all of our other episodes. (laughs) But one thing that I did want to mention about Ryan that's interesting and relevant to her life now is that Ryan and Evan Ross were friends before Ashley got with Evan, apparently really good friends because Ryan said that Evan specifically came over to my house to come have a chat and be like, yo, I wanted to see what you thought about it. Is everything good? He knew that I'd be like, oh, all right, cool. Cabrera revealed in July 2019. She ended up marrying one of my best friends. How it all happened, who knows? It's LA and all of us as artists and singers and actors – And entertainers, essentially, it's a very small family. Obviously, everybody knows everybody for the most part. And me and Ashley were always really, really close. Like, our breakup was pretty smooth, (laughs) other than a couple of things. But we remained friends, like, very shortly after we broke up and then remained friends from that point on. And we were always cool. I thought that was really cool because um, it wasn't until I researched this that – researched for this episode that I found that out. I was like, oh, that's actually really cool in a way. Yeah, because I think the main thing that I want to explore more when we do the Ashley Simpson show is that, I don't know, at times I feel like the Ryan relationship was just set up by her dad and they didn't really have a real in love kind of relationship, but there definitely is chemistry there. So I feel like maybe Joe set it up 
And he was like, you have to date him on the show. And then if you like him in real life, great. And if not, then sorry, but you need to have a love interest or something. And then maybe they really did end up just liking each other because every time I hear about PR relationships and stuff, I'm like, I wonder how real this is in Hollywood. I mean, I know it happens and everything, but if you're, you know, if someone told me, okay, you have to pretend you're dating Brad Pitt, I probably would be like, well, Brad, you want to come over tonight? Because I feel like even if it's not in front of the paparazzi and stuff, maybe we should take advantage of this time in our lives where we're being told that we should act like we're together. Why don't we, you know, really, really act it out and be together for fun or whatever, you know? Right. I think it's interesting to see like, whether it was a PR relationship or they really were together, it was just such an interesting time for both of their careers as new and young artists. And then it was also Ryan's song Shine On was, it's allegedly about Ashley. And it's basically saying like, okay, we broke up, we're not together anymore. But that doesn't necessarily mean that we can't be friends and like we can't support each other or anything Mm -hmm. like that. So I think it was cool that they had a pretty amicable split yeah and for him and evan to be that good of friends that evan has to say hey are you okay with this i mean there must have been something that you know was real between them because if they're best friends then apparently you know i'm sure ryan would have said at some point like hey dude that was totally just for the show like yeah i liked her but it wasn't a real thing but apparently it was because evan had to ask his permission (laughs) which is crazy (laughs) But I love that because that just shows the type of person that, I mean, we'll get into it more when we talk about Evan specifically, but the kind of man he is. And mm-hmm. I think that's something that should really be applauded. Yes. So after Ryan, she started dating Wilmer Valderrama. How does this guy get so many hot girls in Hollywood? I don't get it. <laughs> that's a great question. I really don't get Like what? I, I really want to meet him in person because you know how some guys – you wouldn't think that they get a lot of girls, but then you meet them and you're like, wait, he has a vibe or so, like there's something attractive about this guy. Maybe in person he's super sexy or he has some kind of charisma, but I don't feel that he has it on film. Like when I see him and stuff, I'm not like, oh my God, what a charismatic, you know, sexy guy. And yet he dated so many of our faves. Yeah, we can really go down the list with Wilmer as to who he's dated, but yeah, they were a thing. I don't think they were official official mm-hmm. um, because when Ashley released Boyfriend, I mean, the song's kind of self-explanatory, didn't steal your boyfriend. So I don't know if maybe him and Lindsay were having a falling out because they were on and off for quite some time, especially mm-hmm. when that song came out. But I mean, yeah, there was a lot of pictures of Ashley and Wilmer together. If you're more of a Jess fan and you don't know what we're talking about, um, (laughs) Ashley and Wilmer were dating, but he apparently wasn't fully done with Lindsay Lohan, who he had very famously been dating. Like they were together. They were exclusive. Everyone knew that they were a thing. And then people kind of didn't know if they were together anymore after that. And apparently Lindsay got upset once Wilmer started seeing Ashley, which I'm sure is totally not the fault of Ashley or Lindsay. It's probably that Wilmer hadn't officially dropped the hammer on Lindsay just in case he maybe wanted to get back with her. You know, what if what if Ashley didn't like him? And then he was like, oh, I'm lonely tonight. Let me call Lindsay. Like, that's what guys do. <sighs> um, <laughs> and so apparently Lindsay called Ashley or I mean, I don't even know the tabloid story really behind it. I just know the like bullet points. 
and was complaining. And then she was like telling everybody in Hollywood, like Paris and Britney and all of, you know, everybody about how Ashley stole her boyfriend. And Ashley was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like he started coming after me. And yeah, I picked up the phone when he called me. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Like, what do you want? Right. Because it, and that's the thing, like Ashley could have really slung some mud and, but she kept it classy and it was just like, no, this is what it is. Like the song wasn't, vicious it was more so her explaining herself you mm-hmm. know she's like I just got back from court like I'm not interested like okay he called me and I answered my phone or vice versa like what more are you looking for from all yeah. this and that's the thing especially when you're young with relationships it's like obviously just calling a girl isn't cheating but what is the line with having if you're a straight guy and you're calling a straight girl is that okay I mean, I wouldn't want to tell my boyfriend you can't be friends with other girls. But when it's Wilmer Valderrama, it's like he's just clearly slimy. So, yeah, there's, there's yeah. a lot that we could say about Wilmer, but we we, we like to keep it classy on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to get into him. After that, Ashley dated Braxton, Braxton. Alita, her bass player, and. They were best friends before it got romantic, and obviously they would travel everywhere together. Then a relationship that was more blossomed. And when she was 21, she said that she was in no rush to get married. She got married two years later, but (laughs) (laughs) she said she wanted to wait until her late 20s or early 30s to get married. She said that she's so happy and giddy, and she's just like having fun with him, and she's definitely in love and all of that. Elle Magazine was interviewing her and they said, We watched you fall in love with singer Ryan Cabrera on your show. Then you dated Wilmer Valderrama. Now you seem pretty involved with Braxton Olita. Which, like, putting that all together in one sentence sounds kind of shady to me. No, it it definitely does. (laughs) Oh, you were with this guy. Then you were with this guy. Now you're with this new guy. Okay, like, you know, slow it down, Elle. So Ashley said, I only love musicians. I can't help it. Bass, drums, guitar, you just got to play something. We've been dating for a long time. He's cute and he's a skateboarder. I mean, she just sounds like such a teenager. I mean, she's 21 at this point, but still, that's basically still a baby. Right. (laughs) It's just very cute. You can tell she was super happy during this time. Elle responded by saying, I hope he wears a helmet. And Ashley goes, he doesn't, but that turns me on. (laughs) Yeah, because this is what her L-O-V-E era when IME came out and that's when they were really kind of hot heavy. Yeah, together. And Ashley says, I feel something so much whenever I feel. I can be extremely intense. Like if I got in a fight with my boyfriend and we haven't talked, I have to write a song or I'll call 500 times (laughs) so we can work it out because if we don't, I can't go to bed. See, but that's so sweet that like she wants to be constructive about where she's exerting her energy so I think that's cool like either she's like hey we need to nip this in the butt and talk about it or if you kind of feel like you've said your piece but I still need some closure let me write about it it's an interesting discussion on the whole don't go to bed angry thing right I think it's hard because sometimes it's really good to just walk away and say we'll talk about this tomorrow because when you sleep on something sometimes things look so different in the morning no matter what it is whether it's relationships or life decisions or anything yeah because that's something that also should be normalized because everyone's just kind or I feel like a lot of people are like no we need to sit down and talk about this right now but it's important for you like you especially you're saying like hey like I need that time to kind of cool off and that's how I feel like 
if I'm really heated about something, I would rather take some time to calm down and then come back to it. Like obviously the situation still needs to be discussed, but rather than just saying something in the heat of the moment and then making things a lot worse than they need to be. Yes, because there's never any need to punch down and say something nasty. No. So you might as well just walk away before you do that. But yeah, I definitely relate to Ashley's passion and being like, (laughs) we need to fix this. (laughs) Yeah. That is going to bring us to the famous first husband of Ashley Simpson, Pete Wentz, obviously from Fallout Boy. Right, which I'm really excited to talk about Pete and Ashley because they were, I mean, obviously Evan's number one, he's a favorite, but her and Pete being together just, to me, it just made so much sense. It was just like my emo dream come true. Or seeing the two of them together. Yeah, it really worked. And Pete was huge at the time. Fallout Boy was definitely at their height, I want to say. They were everywhere. It was just a good pairing because they had the same kind of pop punk vibe. And it just felt like even though this didn't really end up happening, they would make beautiful music together. And I mean that literally. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like I'm surprised they didn't have a big hit together or something because Pete definitely, I mean, they both know how to write really catchy pop rock songs. So Pete wrote Little Miss Obsessive or he co-wrote it. But yeah, other than that, they really didn't explore that much of that. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't do maybe not even a whole album, but maybe like she did with Evan, a little EP or even one song like a single or something. But they were too busy making a baby Um, (laughs) because they moved really quickly. They were first seen together in September of 2006. And that's apparently when they started dating. Right. The MTV VMAs. Oh, because I thought they were at like a club or something and that's when they were seen together for the first time. Are you saying like they met at the VMAs having never met before and then went out after that? Right. They might have gone out after that, but like they initially met at the VMAs. Okay. So they didn't go to the VMAs together. No, they weren't. Yeah, no, they didn't go together. They just met. Okay, I was like, did I miss these pictures? No, um, no. I was like, slow it down. Okay. And I don't know when they exactly got engaged, but they announced their engagement just a month before their wedding. So they announced it in April 2008. Right. And then in May 2008, they had their wedding. And she was already pregnant. You can see in the pictures that her belly is popped. And Bronx was born November 2008. And then sadly, they divorced in February 2011. So that's a really really quick timeline of huge life events yeah because he actually said like he really believed him and ashley were going to be together forever but at the same time he admits like we were both really young they're yeah they were really young when they were got married ashley was 23 and he was 28 oh wow yeah so and that's after her just saying that she didn't want to get married until she was late 20s so i'm sure she fell really hard in love and Pete actually said that they did have a prenup when they got married, so I'm really happy that Ashley didn't lose all her damn money like Jessica. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I love Jessica and her hopeful heart refusing to sign anything with Nick, but, you know, got to protect that cash, girl. Right. And that's one thing that Pete had spoken about after they got divorced. He was saying, like, the best thing to do is just talk about it, you and your partner because the divorce lawyers can make it just a lot more messy and things like that but they it's just easier to talk it out yourselves because otherwise you're gonna be just 
pit against each other and it's just going to be a lot more vicious than it needs to be. Exactly. We saw that in Marriage Story. Right. One of the best movies of the past few years. He's insanely correct on that front. I do not understand the whole divorce lawyer thing, but hopefully I never will have to understand it. So I pray. Um. <laughs> but yeah, especially since like Ashley obviously has remarried, but as a child of divorced parents, seeing the three of them, Ashley, Evan, and Pete, being able to co-parent so well. I think is such a beautiful thing. And that's one thing I'm happy about is that with Pete and Ashley's unfortunate divorce, things weren't like this big, vicious, like tabloid, just scandal of like, they're always trying to dig and find new things to like really just make it even worse than what it was. Yeah. And you didn't really hear a lot about their divorce or gossip or anything like that. No, which I think that also has a lot to do with Ashley being pretty private about her relationships. That really was the best thing, especially when, I mean, Bronx was pretty young, but still, it's like you have to protect your child. Exactly. And I agree with you about the whole co-parenting thing. Evan clearly loves Bronx so much. He's always posting about not just his biological children, but his stepson. And he actually talked about Pete in an interview and he said, my relationship with Pete has been amazing. He's an amazing father and he knows I love his son, but that's his son. So I feel like it can go all different ways, this kind of situation. And it seems like they definitely have it figured out. I think that it's good too that Evan came into Evan and Eric. um, Because remember Eric posted for Bronx's birthday too? Yeah, he did. Sweetie. (laughs) I freaking love Eric. I mean, does he have a brother? Jessica, please. Ashley and Jessica at (laughs) gmail.com. Let me know. Um, Cousin. Or a cousin, even like a good friend. If he's approved by Eric, I'm in. (laughs) So yeah, Eric and Evan came into Bronx's life when he was still so young. So that's good because he probably doesn't really know any different except this huge family unit with all this love. And I'm sure he gets so much love from Joe and Tina too. And it just seems like if you have to get divorced, it does seem like a, a good situation yeah I like they really do have the like in a perfect world that's kind of what you'd hope that would happen you Mm -hmm. know and I think that's great because like you said in the watch what happens live interview like Evan says like that's not my son and not in a way of like oh I don't care but in a sense that there's certain boundaries he knows he can't cross exactly so Ashley said that the first day that she and Pete met They were super attracted to each other, and Pete actually admitted that they were dating other people at the time, but that they were actually good. They didn't hook up. They didn't do anything, but he said that he was into everything about her, and then shortly after that, they started dating. So I don't know who Pete was dating. I Michelle Trachtenberg. Oh, that's right, because then there were all those rumors that Ashley threw a fit one time because Michelle was at an event they were at. Didn't that – wasn't that a thing? Yeah. I didn't want to bring it up, but yeah, allegedly what happened (laughs) was that Michelle Trachtenberg was there and Ashley got upset and she, again, allegedly told Michelle, like, oh, me and Pete were hooking up before, like, in X, Y, and Z, and I wasn't there, so I can't say that's fact, but – Hmm. Um, I don't see Ashley as that kind of shit starter. No, I don't think so either. Because especially the way she is with the rest of her relationships, mm-hmm. even if that was what, what, what was going on, I really can't see her being just like petty. Because not for anything like it's like, how does that make her look as a person? Yeah, I would think she would be secure enough in her relationship that she wouldn't 
be going after her, you know? Yeah, so I don't really believe that. But there was something really sweet that I found is that he connected feelings toward her to one of his childhood memories. He said, without makeup, she reminds me of when I was little in the summer. It's a very specific moment when I was driving in the car with my parents. I don't know. It just reminds me of it. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really like poetic because that to me tells me that they were really connected on a soul level because that's just a strange thing. It's not even like he said, oh, it's connected to a moment when I met my first crush or, or anything like that. Like it's just looking at her brought up feelings of innocence and pure just childhood driving around being with your mom and dad and I just thought that was really sweet and that kind of made this relationship click for me whereas before I feel like I just kind of saw it on a you know like we were talking about at the beginning just oh they're both pop punk they just fit together so well and that kind of stuff but that was just a really sweet thing for him to randomly say yeah definitely and so if you haven't seen their wedding pictures right now type into your phone ashley simpson pete wentz wedding okay because (laughs) it was so cool first of all as i noted on our story ashley's hair matched the entire color scheme and aesthetic of the wedding which that was a serve so she wore a ivory lace wedding gown by monique lulier and they invited 150 guests to Tina and Joe's house, actually, is where they had the wedding. None other than Joe Simpson performed the non-denominational ceremony. And Jessica was, of course, the maid of honor. Ashley said that she was never the type to dream about her wedding when she was growing up, but her tune changed once she got engaged. Now that I'm doing it, I definitely have that big dream. It kind of went more fairy tale than I thought. I got really into it. Pete said she has this amazing imagination and to watch it take place is an awesome thing. Now, when you look at these pictures, there's so much black and red. I love it. That's one thing. It's like, if it beautiful. Was so taboo, I would definitely wear a black wedding dress. I know. I think it's really cool. All of her uh, bridesmaids wore black dresses. Right. And then afterwards, after her, like her bridal or her more formal gown, she wore a black dress, which was just so fitting. Yeah. The reception was Alice in Wonderland themed. Right. And one thing that stuck in my mind about this wedding, I remember reading about this when it happened that she didn't walk down the aisle to the dun 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 she walked down the aisle to an instrumental of blackbird by the beatles that's really cool that's so pretty i just could like i can just imagine her walking down the aisle with that playing and just oh my gosh so romantic and another fun thing about the wedding was that um i'm pretty sure ashley referred to herself as bride chilla because she was just super easygoing about everything that was going on yeah they had a people spread they were on the cover with pete's dog i forget his name but he has that famous bulldog that he would bring everywhere remember yeah um he was at the wedding (laughs) (laughs) they totally copied jessica's 23rd birthday party hello Alice in Wonderland (laughs) they had an Alice in Wonderland cake that had a top hat teapot stopwatch and a pot of flowers on top of it and they had centerpieces that were elaborate black magic roses interesting oh Hemingway 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 (laughs) yeah I knew he had like an epic name like that (laughs) he had to their song's name was Bronx Mowgli so I love that yes 
I love that name. Oh, I want to know what made them settle on Mowgli, like the, the boy from the Jungle Book. So I thought that was a really mm-hmm. cool choice, but I couldn't find anything as to why they picked that for his middle name. Yeah, and the thing is, I don't think either of them have a connection to the Bronx. Not that I know of, but... Maybe, but I don't know. I mean, if J-Lo named her kid Bronx, I'd be like, oh, I get it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just looked it up, and Pete is from Illinois, so yeah, no no Bronx. I don't know. Tweet us, at Ashley Jessicast if you know why they named their son Bronx Mowgli. <laughs> if you know what significant event happened in the Bronx, or maybe if they just really liked it. We want to yeah. know. Ashley told people he has this awesome personality and brings out the best of me and I knew that before we were even dating there was just like an awesome connection we had you see what I mean Ashley keeps it really simple whereas when we get to Jessica's thoughts on her relationships it's it's very a lot yes and I say that with so much love because she's the freaking best but I also respect Ashley's approach too. Pete said to people, we're past the honeymoon period. The truth is, it's crazy to be able to kiss your best friend. It's just a really awesome thing. So during and after the relationship, Pete talked to Howard Stern about it. As you do when you're on Howard's couch, you sometimes get into intimate details and he did. I'm not going to read the quotes, I guess out of respect for Ashley, who like I said, does not talk about this kind of stuff, but he talked very openly about about their extreme intense sexual connection and that that area of their relationship was absolutely wonderful. So good for you guys. Ashley, get it. <laughs> Howard also asked about Michelle Trachtenberg and Pete refused to rate her as a lover. But Ashley, <laughs> he probably out of respect for Ashley, he definitely gave a 20 out of 10. Oh. And then after he did talk to Howard Stern about it as well and he said that he went through a really bad depression and he had those kind of issues that led to their split and he said that initially he blamed Ashley for the divorce and he was really bitter for a while because I think he feels like she bailed on him so I don't know if she officially left him I don't know if he wanted to try again keep it going but he felt that way at the time and then realized years later it was so stupid to blame her. So I'm glad that he received that kind of clarity on it because we all know nothing is Ashley's fault. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Also, like, by the time Bronx was born, Fall Out Boy was on a hiatus at the time. And I believe that's when Ashley started doing Melrose Place. And Pete had said in an interview, like, you know, he went from this weird transition to being Mr. Dad where he wasn't really getting photographs so he just didn't cut his hair or shave his beard and he was just kind of taking it easy and not that it's the same thing but I feel like for him constantly being on on tour for so many years and putting out music videos and recording and then now you're just able to take everything's kind of just at a halt. I guess the best comparison that I can really say is like once the pandemic hit and a lot of us just had to stay at home Mm -hmm. and you're just kind of like whoa how do I adjust to this? Yeah it sounds so shallow and lame but I could definitely see if he's in fallout boy he's touring constantly there's women just throwing themselves at him every night screaming for him that's such a high and guys get off on it so much being able to sleep with a different girl every night not saying he did that but the knowledge that you could (laughs) trust me I've been around a lot of band members and they are so aware of it (laughs) like 
you know, they have so many women every night that would just love to be with them. And then settling down, no matter how much you love your wife, not having that validation of people screaming your name every night. And then also there's the competitive nature, which we've talked about a lot with Nick. Ashley was on Melrose Place, which wasn't a huge hit or anything, but, you know, she was on a major network show. Plus, this is around the time that she was doing Chicago. She did a few different runs of it. She did the West End. She did New York. She had that validation every night on stage. So that probably was difficult for him, for her to be getting so much praise and him being home with the kid also Men grow up, their minds are hardwired, they're told, you have to be the breadwinner, you bring home the bacon, and all that kind of stuff. And I'm sure there's just a lot of conflicting emotions, and that all could have bothered him, but then on top of it, if you have mental illness and you're dealing with depression, it's like, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Like, was he depressed first, and then he started feeling this way, or vice versa? We won't know, but the point is that they made an absolutely beautiful child who is meant to be in this world, obviously. That probably was the purpose of that relationship right I'm sure Ashley took some time off to be a mom yeah and there were actually a lot of rumors too that I found when I was doing research and I'm not shading Pete at all because I don't know if these are true or not he seems like a great guy but there were a lot of times where it seemed like he was out partying and she was taking care of Bronx so maybe it was a kind of thing where at first she was working more so he was home you know he described himself as Mr. Mom right and he was experiencing all the feelings and stuff that we talked about and then maybe when she got a little less busy he was like it's party time and went out a lot there were times when he was seen like with strippers and all this kind of stuff and the press definitely was like you know while Ashley was caring for son Bronx like look what Pete was doing so it's not really the best look but there was never any cheating rumors or anything as far as I know but yeah I think it's really classy how after the divorce they both didn't talk much about it this thing that I'm talking about with Howard Stern him talking about the divorce that happened years later and Ashley similar to her sister she didn't make this revenge album she didn't release a song and then use the divorce to push the song to number one like someone who's name rhymes with Dick LeGay. Right. I wish we got a breakup album because obviously I just said how much I love Ashley's breakup songs, but I also really respect that she was like, no, I just want to take care of my son and like that's the vibe I'm on right now and that's really respectable. I'm sure her team, aka Joe, was probably like, hmm, you know, it might be a good time to get into the studio, but she clearly is very dedicated to being a mom. Right. And then, of course, Pete is currently engaged to Megan Camper, and I don't know if she had the baby yet, but they were expecting their first child together. Oh, that's great. So Bronx gets another sibling. Yeah. And I think that's fun because, like, I grew up with a ton of siblings, and there really is nothing better than. I mean, granted, yes, siblings fight, but just knowing you always have someone you can just depend on is such a great feeling. Yeah. I wonder if Pete and his wife and Ashley and Evan and all the kids will be together on a holiday or something. That would be fun. Yeah. Okay. So now we are going to move on to the man of Ashley's life, the only one that really matters besides Bronx and <laughs> Ziggy. <laughs> Mr. Evan it's Evan Ross. Ross. Yes. So Ashley and Evan actually met at one of Ashley's or Ashley went to her friend's birthday party and that's where she met Evan and she said Evan walked in and he was really cute and I was like who's this Mr. Cool Pants (laughs) (laughs) which is just a very 
Ashley thing to say. And Evan then replied, you tried to dance with me. You were like lifting your leg up and stuff, trying to show me that you dance better than me, I think. So I think that's really <laughs> cute because since Ashley is a dancer, I can kind of see that like her just being a little competitive as a dancer. Yeah. And I can see how her first impression of him was the cool pants thing because he is very cool. Like he's very confident. I noticed in interviews with them, Ashley's like all over the like Ashley has chaotic energy love her but you know she's all over the place like she's laughing every five seconds you know she's like whatever and he just in every interview sits there and like gets comfortable he's so relaxed when he's asked a question if he doesn't know the answer he thinks about his answer for a few seconds before he says something he speaks very intentionally and she's more like bubbly and stuff so I feel like they balance each other out which is perfect because Ashley's a Libra and the number one thing that Libras need is balance so I feel like if Ashley was with someone who was more like her it probably wouldn't work out as well I agree with that I mean this is personal opinion but I feel like Ashley's has a very like eclectic fashion taste but I feel like just her outfits as she's been dating Evan have been I feel like cooler like I she wears a lot I see her wearing a lot more things where I'm like ooh, I kind of I would wear that or like I maybe not exactly that but I would make very minor details and changes to her outfits I love her look nowadays I agree yeah and then something else I forgot to mention was that I noticed when she was dating Pete she changed her hair color more often Mm-hmm. where she went from like the blonde to the red to the pixie cut she dyed it all black and she had like just kind of like a straight across bangs at one point but yeah and every look was a serve yeah i posted okay. recently on our instagram a bunch of magazine covers from ashley over the years and every single cover is completely different look even when it's the same hair color it's a different style or cut and i just loved that she's adventurous like that but for the past few years she's had the long blonde wavy look and it's very bohemian and goes with her whole vibe so she looks amazing she really does so evan ross is of course the son of icon diana ross his dad arnie ness jr he passed away he was a rock climber and he died rock climbing in south africa when evan was only 15 oh wow so obviously that's really sad but He said that his mom is the most amazing mom in the universe and was there for him and his siblings growing up. And when asked what is the best advice she ever gave you, he simply said, trust your gut. Oh, which is another thing that I love about him in interviews is that he doesn't over explain anything. He's so confident. It's a really attractive quality because Evan is not necessarily like, I mean, he is my type because I like artists, but like, I don't feel attracted to him really. But his confidence definitely is the thing about him that I would be like, okay, I need to give this guy a chance because he's just so sure of himself. It's a really nice quality. Ashley said that in an interview. She said, once we actually got together you really shocked me and impressed me and I was like wow and then Evan said you shocked me too but I think that's so funny because like you're saying like Evan just exudes this confidence and he's just so easygoing that Mm -hmm. you're kind of drawn to him yeah so Evan was born August 26 1988 in Greenwich Connecticut and so that's where he grew up and went to school and he started acting in high school and he got his first break in the movie ATL which was in 2006 Right. And then what with TI? Yes. 
And what most people will probably know him from is his co-starring role in The Hunger Games. Right. He was acting, but he was also doing music at the same time. It seems like, though, he never really got his music, I guess, lined up in the way that he wanted. Because to my knowledge, he hasn't had an entire album out that's just his solo album, right? No, he doesn't. I don't know why he hasn't released a solo album, but he talks a lot about growing up with Michael Jackson around all the time and that nothing, nothing shady there. He's one of the people that speaks of Michael very highly. And so without getting into that whole thing, Michael was super influential on his life. And most people believe that Michael was in love with Diana Ross basically his whole life. And she just didn't feel that way about him. She felt more like maternal toward him, I guess. And they had this like very special friendship. So I do wonder, even though we have heard Evan's music with Ashley, that's different because you have this whole other artist that you're working with. I would be interested to see when he comes out with a solo album, how much of this sounds like Michael and then how much of this sounds like Diana. You know what I mean? Right. Because Evan did put out one single. I think it Mm -hmm. was in 2015 with T.I. I'm sure after they met on the set of ATL. Well, he also put out another single. Like he did put out one solo single before then. But I don't think it really went anywhere, unfortunately. No. So that's I, that's why I'm ag- agreeing with what you're saying, though. Like, I'd love to see him just put out his own body of work and see just how similar it is to, like you're saying, like the influences from his mom and Michael Jackson, but also how different is it from what he put out on the Ashley and Evan EP? Yes. Evan, we're waiting. <laughs> they also moved kind of quickly. They got together in summer of 2013. Ashley is also noted in almost every interview where she's asked about this, that they made out on the dance floor that night (laughs) and that they were like grinding and stuff. So it was a very uh, sexy meeting. A source said when they met in summer 2013, they had known each other for about 10 years. I don't know how true that is. I didn't hear them say that, but maybe they just kind of knew each other. It's kind of like Ryan was saying that. Hollywood is a small town at the end of the day and they saw each other here and there because I know that Ashley did say that it took a few meetings for them to actually officially get together right in November 2013 they made their first public appearance together Evan said I'm so in love and we've got amazing things going on we inspire each other so it's cool she's the one So just after a few months, he's like, she's the one, I'm ready. And then in January 2014, they went on a trip to Maui and Evan proposed to her. This was only seven months into their relationship becoming public. Don't know exactly how long it was that they actually were dating. And Evan posted on Twitter when he proposed and he said, the love of my life said yes. (laughs) And he posted a picture of them with Ashley showing off the ring. So that was lovely. And then they got married not even a year later in August of 2014, which was the month after Jessica married Eric. So what an exciting summer for them. Yes. <laughs> that must have been so fun. And Tina and Joe must have been like, oh my God, so overwhelmed. Yeah, that must have been a lot going on, but still such a great time for the, well, six of them, including Joe and Tina, but then Ashley and Evan and Jessica and Eric. Mm-hmm. Another thing I found interesting was in December of 2014, they both changed their names Evan's legal name, his legal last name is Ness from his father. Ross is kind of his stage name, I'm guessing, because everyone knows Diana Ross. And then Ashley now goes by Ashley Simpson Ross for her stage name. But they both changed their names legally to 
Ross-Ness. So Ashley's legal name is Ashley Nicole Ross-Ness. Oh, okay. So I thought that was a nice tribute to his dad. Yeah, definitely. So they had a little girl, Jagger Snow, on July 30th. 2015. Ooh, she's a Leo. She's yes. such a spunky attitude, which like you can kind of see it now, but like as she gets older, it's just gonna be more apparent. Yes, she has a little fire in her. And at the time when she was born, Evan said, The biggest thing in this world is love. I'm so in love. I love my daughter. I love my wife. She's given me the best gift in the world. I'm very lucky. And then, of course, they had their second child, third for Ashley, Ziggy Blue, on October 29th, 2020. So Evan has two favorite Ashley songs that he mentioned when he was asked. (laughs) The first one he said is Lala. Ooh, okay. I like that. And also autobiography, Mm. which I feel like that's a better choice. I don't know. I feel like I'm surprised he didn't pick something more deep or something than Lala, but maybe he was kind of joking around because it's about sex. I don't know, but (laughs) (laughs) it definitely could be. But yeah, I thought that was interesting. Ashley has spoken about how amazing and welcoming Diana Ross has been. And she treated her very warm right from the beginning. And Evan said, I think my mom sees herself in Ashley. Something I thought was really sweet was that Ashley was talking to Diana about how she has to get back out there and she has to do music again. This was around the time that they met. So that was 2013, 2014, when she already hadn't had an album out in years. And Diana reassured Ashley and said, you don't have to come back to music until you're ready and you don't have to rush it. Just live your life and do what you want to do and I actually thought that really was good advice because I'm sure she had a lot of other people telling her like the world is forgetting about you get out there you know yeah you have to hurry up and try and make sure you're still relevant which is that's such a dumb thing eventually when her and Evan did put out music one of the really cute things that Evan said was that right now there's not a lot of young people talking about love there's not always perfection all the time but it's the truth of it it's all built out of love and especially songs like I Do off the album or Safe Zone that really was like tying the ribbon on the package yeah it's kind of like what I was saying on the Sweet Kisses episode about why I don't think that people would write and release a song like I Wanna Love You Forever now it's just not really cool right now to do overly romantic stuff and so I think it's really nice that they made an album together and they were in the studio working together all the time and blending their talents and that to me is super romantic being able to be creative together and see what works and just just making something that's kind of bigger than the two of you so their wedding oh gorgeous completely different from her first wedding but I guess it should be (laughs) it was very bohemian And it was held at the Connecticut home of Diana Ross. They mixed traditional and eclectic elements. Ashley was only 29. I can't believe that she got married the second time and she's still not even 30. Yeah. But I mean, I really just feel like the way she said, like she knew when she saw Evan that it didn't matter. Yeah. Everyone has their path, you know. She didn't wear a traditional wedding gown. She wore a crop top, lace skirt, and Neil Lane jewelry. Evan wore a Dolce & Gabbana suit, and they had traditional yet meaningful vows during the ceremony, which was officiated by Tina, which I think is so cool that Tina officiated one wedding and Joe officiated the other one. Right. One of the things I thought was awesome was Bronx actually walked with Ashley down the aisle. 
Yeah. How sweet is that? And then Jessica, who she was the maid of honor, of course, but I thought it was cute. All the bridesmaids were wearing white, but when Jessica was walking down, she was walking down holding Maxwell's hand. Yeah, there's really cute pictures of that. Google them right now if you haven't seen. It's so cute. Yeah, you have to see it. She was, she was so tiny. <laughs> Diana Ross performed. Casually, of course. <laughs> oh my god. How can you have a better wedding act than Diana Ross? Especially if she sang something like Endless Love, because I'm pretty sure Evan said that's one of his favorite Diana Ross songs. It says, when Diana got up to sing at the reception, she surprised everyone, even her kids. She was the only one on the dance floor and everyone rushed to see her. I mean, yeah, I would put down my wine glass and my, you know, chicken piccata, run over there. (laughs) As soon as Diana Ross starts singing, you leave. They had a ton of food at this wedding. It says that, I guess, like, during the cocktail hour or whatever, they had Italian salads with prosciutto and mozzarella and burrata and everything, which they obviously have taste. And then they had a buffet-style dinner that had sliced beef fillets, baked butternut squash polenta with smoked gouda cheese, chanterelle mushrooms, roasted cauliflower salad, southern-style fried chicken, macaroni and cheese, Deviled eggs with bacon, hush puppies, and pasta. Ooh, wow. That's expensive. I have a feeling like they, they could not agree. I'm guessing because <laughs> that's a lot of stuff. It's kind of random, but I like it. Yeah. It's like, well, do we really want this or do we really want that? Let's just yeah. have all of it. I love that. <laughs> It says they partied till one in the morning and then the wedding weekend wrapped up on Monday because Diana hosted another party, a big homestyle barbecue. And she actually said about the wedding, Diana did, loving family and friends, great music, great speeches from caring friends and joyful children dancing the night away. Wishing Evan and Ashley congratulations. I want only love, happiness and joy for my son and his bride. Oh, that's so sweet. I really love the look of this wedding. It's just very simple and, like they said, bohemian, very romantic. But, of course, still, like, super elegant. Mm -hmm. Oh, I actually forgot to mention, in between her marriages, Ashley dated Vincent Piazza. Do you remember that? No, actually. Yeah, he's an actor. He was on Boardwalk Empire. Oh, okay. They were, like, a real thing for a while. They would appear on the red carpet together and stuff like that but I kind of just passed over that in my research because I was like I don't know I just felt like the two husbands were more important and I didn't need to know every detail of that but just for posterity (laughs) she dated him in between her marriages yeah that was her wedding with Evan and as we all know in 2018 they filmed Their reality show, Ashley and Evan, which I think is so interesting that she would ever do that because of newlyweds. (laughs) You know, I would think that Jessica would be like, girl, you're insane. But they said that they didn't have any fears about doing it because they felt secure in their relationship. And Evan said, I don't think it's possible to ruin a relationship because of a reality show or anything else you do. I think it has to do with whether or not you're supposed to be together. And I agree with him, but at the same time, no shade, but this show did not blow up the way that Newlyweds did. I think that, I mean, Jessica and Nick were not meant to be together forever for so many reasons. I think the reality show definitely aggravated 
their problems and who knows like maybe it's a blessing in disguise that their show wasn't huge because I'm sure they don't have an absolutely perfect marriage so the show probably would have aggravated whatever issues they have too so I think it's good that it was kind of like more of a low-key show yeah they only did one season of it it's not like they kept it going for this extremely long time which I mean Mm -hmm. I don't know what the contract for it looked like yeah I don't know if it got canceled or if they decided not to do a second season but they did it in the same fashion that Ashley did with her first album I'm sure that was the idea behind it I'm sure it was like okay well film the process of this will include our personal life because they said first that they just wanted it to be a docu-series and so they were going to not have any personal life stuff and just show the making of their album and then they were like okay this is kind of boring we think that we should just do a whole reality show which I don't think that making of album documentaries are boring at all but I'm glad that they decided to show their lives I've only watched clips of this show I've never seen it so I'm really excited to actually watch the full episodes for when we get to that in like 10 years when we're on 2018 and we're reviewing Ashley and Evan. You've seen it though, right? Yeah, I've seen it. And one thing I really love is just their dynamic, kind of what you were mentioning before, like they're just opposites. Ashley's very like bubbly and like spontaneous and sporadic and Evan's more kind of neat, organized, precise. So watching them kind of, I guess, feed off each other, I guess is the best way to explain it. She'll have like all these ideas and he's kind of like, okay, well, let's let's focus on this. How do we feel about this? Does this feel organic to us and what mm-hmm. we're trying to do? It just kind of helps her like laser in. And I think that's fun. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. I want to see their house. And I love when Evan posts because he posts more than her. I think it was today or yesterday because I saw on his story he was pushing Ziggy in a stroller just around their house and I was catching a glimpse of their, again, very boho looking house and it's just so cool and I need a house tour. (laughs) That's one thing I'd love to see. So I asked on our Instagram if anyone has any favorite Ashley and Evan moments from the show or just from their relationship in general. Kiona Locks said, when they sang to us when we went to their concert. Kiona, we need the full story. Tell us more, please. They sang to you like directly because that's very cool. Amanda said, on their new show when they were in the hot tub, I think, and they just seemed so in love. Do you remember a hot tub scene? Yes, it was. I'm pretty sure they were. This was a day after they had like been recording and like, but they were just kind of like being affectionate and like splashing each other a little bit in the water. And it was just really cute. Derek says when they're drunk and flirty slash dancing on their Insta stories, which that seems to be a pretty common theme in their relationship. He also said, or they're pics when they're playful and she's on his lap they look so cute they do seem really playful and cute together they do they also wear really large hats i love that as a statement piece oh if it was somebody else it might have been like "Mm, not really but with them it just makes (laughs) sense it just works yeah i wonder if sometimes they have to kind of coordinate because if they're both wearing a big hat they really can't get close (laughs) that's that's true i also asked what the favorite Ryan Cabrera moments were because even though Pete was a more significant relationship, we all remember Ryan. That was from the era where we were just obsessed with Ashley and watching the show. And we didn't get as many responses. A lot of people just said like, oh, I just love them. They were so cute together. Uh, Hello, Lauren King says, when he wrote her a song, 
Is that the song you're talking about? Shine? No. So Shine On came out after they had broken up. I remember though, in the Ashley Simpson show, like I forgot which exact episode it is, but Ashley said Ryan sang it to her and kind of like whispered it in her ear. Because I guess he just kind of wanted to keep it private between the two of them and not make it a whole moment for the show. Ryan could have used that to kind of just like exploit it. And he didn't. Yeah. So I think that's what Derek is talking about because he said when he played that song slash guitar in her ear, just, ugh, I would have fucked him right then. (laughs) Mood. I love that. What an honest response. It's like, honestly, as someone who also has only exclusively dated musicians, I just like hard agree on that one, Derek. (laughs) So we asked you guys also, what are your favorite love songs by Ashley? And I think Pieces of Me got the most votes, which I mean, I agree. I love Pieces of Me. It's not just a hot radio single. I really think that that song is so sweet in the way that she expresses how she feels about him is just very, it's very simple and unadorned. Like it's straight to the point, yet it says so much about not just young love, but just love in general. Yeah. And I do think it's one of her best songs to this day. I think so too. I mean, they picked it as a single because it was so strong, but it was just very honest. But you could tell like this is something she wrote and it really resonated with her, especially where she was at that point in her life. Mm-hmm. I do also got a couple votes, which of course. Right off the, the Ashley and Evan EP. I mean, of course, if you have two people who are married and they're singing a song called I Do, that's super romantic. Yeah, I think it fits their relationship well where like, the lyrics of the song are like, you're asking me if I love you. I do. And it's just yeah. saying like, it doesn't need to be something super complex and over the top. It's just easy right we also got some votes for in another life unreachable burning up Derek said he picked actually L-O-V-E because it's all about the love for your girls and I'm very close with my girlfriends, which is sweet because again, you know, Valentine's Day is not just about uh, romantic love people. And then Hello Lauren King said every Ashley track is amazing. Love makes the world go round. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then uh, Andy said burning up, which I thought was an interesting choice. Yeah, that's more of like a sexy song. It's not really love. It's more of a lusty song, but still a good song. Yeah. And no one said my favorite Ashley romantic song. Ooh, what is it? Undiscovered. Hmm. That's what, I mean, I know it's a sad song, but I love, again, the way that she expresses how she feels in the song, especially the entire bridge, like the way that that builds. And it's just like very simple lyrics. But you can just feel how much she was hurting at the time and her voice is just really raw. And honestly, like, thank you, Josh, because it's one of my favorite songs by her. Probably one of my favorite songs ever. Yeah, that one I feel like is underrated. Yes, perfect way to end it too. (laughs) Yeah. Do you have a favorite Ashley romantic song? I would say my – I have two for Ashley. My two favorite ones are In Another Life because that's something I say to my boyfriend. Like I always tell him like I'll love you in every lifetime our souls meet. So like for her to say like In Another Life you must have been mine, that's something that resonates with me. But I feel like my all-time favorite Ashley song is Better Off. That is such a good choice. Yeah, because it's just like, again, it's like the simplicity of it. Like, I'm better off in every way. Like, I think of you and everything's all right. Love can be this big, 
grand romantic thing but sometimes it's not that doesn't mean it's any less meaningful yeah I love that one I love when she says things are finally finally looking up it just feels so happy yeah <laughs> like that feeling of like oh I could finally take a deep breath like everything's okay yes it seems like I can finally rest my head on something real yeah <laughs> so yeah even though she's more of a breakup uh, anthem queen i really like the way that she expresses love so now we are going to get into the busy love life or i should say formerly busy love life of miss jessica simpson yay so of course we all know about mr nick lachey but did you know that jessica dated a famous actor right before she met nick yes wasn't this one of the actors not not from dawson's creek why is his name slipping my mind jensen ackles yes from supernatural thank you <laughs> yes and oh get it jessica he is so hot but yeah, there's a few pictures of them from this time and they, oh, don't they just look like prom queen and king? I mean, I don't know how long she dated him, but she met Nick in November 98. So I think it was probably a few months during 98. And I totally forgot about this, but I found an old report saying the star revealed yesterday, July 14th, 2004, in an episode of her MTV reality show Newlyweds that she had her heart broken by an actor on Days of Our Lives who was dating Leanne Rimes at the time he professed his love to her in 1998 when she was just 18 years old. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so I don't know what was going on there. He cheated on Leanne or whatever. I mean, Leanne had her own cheating scandal when she, with her current husband, so... Uh, lots of drama and she didn't write anything about him in her book so it was probably just a little little flirtation there for a while but they definitely went to an event together so we all know about Nick I'm not gonna even talk about it at all but one thing that I thought was interesting I just did from memory a list of couples that had reality shows after Nick and Jessica as a result Brittany and Kevin right. Whitney and Bobby Carmen Electra and Dave Navarro Adrian Curry and Christopher Knight, Ice T and Coco, Bridget Nielsen and Flava Flav, <laughs> T.I. and Tiny, Kevin and Danielle Jonas, Bethany Frankel and Jason, Chloe and Lamar. And I don't know if this counts because it's a it's more of a kid show, but John and Kate plus eight. Right. I just think that's amazing that they started this entire trend. Like so many of these people totally had their careers either revived or, you know, just garnered more interest in their whole brand because of Nick and Jessica. Yeah. Did you have a fave couple show besides Newlyweds or one that stood out to you? I loved Ice-T and Coco just because of their dynamic isn't what I thought it would be. Mm -hmm. They're a great couple. But yeah, like he just really loves his wife and that is something I admire so much. Yes, I love their whole thing with her dressing provocatively and him being so proud of it and not saying you're mine. I don't want anyone else to see you in that way. I mean, he's he's more like, look how freaking hot my wife is. I know you wish you could be with her, but you can't. Sorry. And I just really appreciate that because I have been told before like, oh, you know, your shorts are really short or something like that. And I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, and by provocatively, I mean, Coco sometimes goes to events barely clothed. I mean, right. like... <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't stress enough. If you don't know who we're talking about, just Google it. Um, she's fabulous. I mean, she's actually, I saw her and Ice-T at the movies one day just after 
she had given birth to her baby. Oh, wow. Chanel. Literally, Chanel was like two or three months old. And I went to the bathroom and I saw there was a really long line to get into the bathroom for men and women. And I saw iced tea in the line. And I was like, oh, my God. And then I ran back and I was like, guess who I saw? It's like iced tea is here and everything. <laughs> and then on the way out, I saw Coco with him and she was carrying the baby carrier. Oh, my God. She brought the baby into the theater. They We saw the same movie it was the hateful eight quentin tarantino (laughs) they have the most well-behaved child in the world because that movie is over three hours long and she didn't make a noise the entire time so obviously they have a really calming energy together as a couple (laughs) yeah they probably knew like hey if we feed her she usually sleeps for about this long like yeah they've been together for 20 years now and they just seem to have it figured out and especially since like one of the episodes where coco was getting her clothing line together and she was just kind of disappointed like no I want the models who they brought in like more petite models um and she's like no I want them to be more curvy like I am and sure enough once they had it she was like so excited for it and he was like okay good I'm glad you did put your foot down and got what you wanted I love that because she did that before a lot of people started doing it I mean now I see curvy girls a lot in ads but that was not the case even just a few years ago right and it's funny because out of the list that I read they're one of two are Tiani and Tiny still together I believe so yeah okay so then they're one of three of all those couples I just named that are still together everybody else has broken up except them Kevin and Danielle and Ti and Tiny oh wow so it just goes to show yeah, they uh Alexa they have and it Navarro aren't together anymore oh no they were married for like less than a year yeah that was quick unfortunately and as long as we're talking about my celeb sightings can i just talk about <laughs> i was in suffern i was right across from rhino rhino comedy it's the comedy club i perform at or at least i used to back when i had a life and nobody had coronavirus there's this place right across the street from it i forget what it's called but it's this like healthy eating place mia's kitchen yes yes <laughs> So I walked in and you know how when you can feel that a guy is like staring at you and looking you up and down, but you, you don't even see him, but like out of the corner of your eye, you know that he's there and you immediately are like feeling uncomfortable. Right. So I started feeling that way. And then I looked at the guy and it was fucking Dave Navarro. You know, casual. <laughs> like, can you imagine my surprise? Now I've always had a crush on Dave Navarro because I'm, a woman with feelings. I mean, and I was like, oh my God, oh my God. Dave Navarro was just checking me out and I immediately texted my mom and she texted back as if this meant that we were going to get married. I mean, she was like so ridiculous, but, (laughs) and then he smiled at me and I was like, oh my God, but he was with two women. So I was just like, I don't know what's whatever. And then he actually, because I kind of looked at him like, oh my God, you were like staring at me. He actually said, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, it's okay. And I just acted like really normal. And I didn't say anything like, oh, it's fine. I'm a big fan or anything. I should have, I don't know why I didn't, but I was just like, I just felt weird. And yeah, I was, I mean, it was one of the most thrilling things that's ever happened to me. So it sounds like it. (laughs) Truly. And Carmen and Dave had the first MTV reality show after Newlyweds. It was basically just a Newlyweds copy, but they divorced so quickly. And that is one of the hardest shows to find. Like I've wanted to rewatch that and I cannot find it. The DVD printing was so limited that if there's one available online, it's usually like $100 or something. 
something. Wow. If anyone has like a a torrent or like something of that, please send it to me because I literally have not seen it since it aired and I just thought they were a really cool couple. I liked them. And I think that they're still friends because they post about each other on Instagram sometimes, which I think is really cute. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So Jessica wrote about in her book how after she divorced Nick – She had a list of celebrities that she wanted to go out with, and she crossed almost every name off the list. I love that. Yes, Jessica. (laughs) I mean, she got around, and I love that, and I am dying to know who the hell it was. I mean, she had a list of celebrities, and she crossed almost all of them off the list. Like, imagine being jessica newly divorced just so gorgeous and literally just having the confidence to be like okay i'm making a list of men that live in this town that i'm gonna fuck and (laughs) i'm gonna cross them off one by one i mean i just i i have no choice but to stand i tried to find out and i have a few names but i don't know in her book she made it seem like it was more uh but jared leto is apparently one of these guys which I know everyone is like hating on him now, but like I love Jared Leto and it makes perfect sense because this is around the same time he was dating Cameron Diaz, Scarlett Johansson's like after that, like right after that. So I think he's into blondes and Jessica kind of fits into that. And the other one is Dane Cook, who of course she made employee of the month with. And when she was making that, there were rumors that they were seeing each other, but apparently after Nick and her separated, that's when they hooked up. But no confirmation on that. I really don't know. There's a lot of pictures of them together because they were promoting the movie. But yeah. besides that, I don't really know. There's also pictures of her with Bam Margera. And I don't know if they were just friends or whatever, but from around this time, she did see him. So, And then Adam Levine is the one to me that holds the most weight based on my research because she was seen with him a couple times and then when asked about it their teams were both like oh they're friends so that's I feel like that's what they usually say when like they are hooking up but they're not gonna officially like show up on a red carpet yet or anything right so yeah I feel like I mean I think Adam Levine is like such a tool now but at the time in uh late 2005 2006 like I feel like Adam Levine was still very cool and very hot I mean Maroon 5's first album was is still one of my favorite albums of all time and then I love their second one too but then After that, it was just a mess. This is between their first and second album. So at this time, I too would have slept with Adam Levine um, (laughs) if I wasn't a child at the time. Yeah, Um, he was definitely a hot commodity. (laughs) Yeah, I could totally see her putting him on the list like that. Jessica talks a lot in her books about is that how just how much she journals. So I'm like, girl, can you send over the list? I want to know. I would pay a lot for the 2006 journal of Jessica. <laughs> right. Or even even a slightly redacted version. Inquiring minds would like to know. Yeah. I mean, I think it's really classy that she didn't reveal any of these names because it could have got her book even more press. But I think um, it's good, though, to keep that mystery and not discuss everything. I agree. So also, while she was still with Nick and then after, she had an emotional affair with Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, the whole thing with her and Johnny where it's just kind of like she was saying like she there wasn't anything physical going on between them but just like the connection she felt she had with him and like for her it was worse than anything physical because she knew the emotional part that goes along with having sex like for her it just felt worse than that absolutely I mean I think anyone would say what would you rather have your significant other come to you and say I fuck someone it was a mistake I just acted on impulse and I don't 
have feelings for them or would you rather have them say, I'm in love with someone else or I have very strong emotional feelings towards someone else? I mean, I think it's clear I would definitely pick the first one if I had to, you know? Yeah. You don't want to believe that when you're with someone and they're in love with you and you're in love with them that they could fall in love with somebody else. That's horrible. And I'm sure, you know, Nick has his many faults as we've talked about. Uh, tune into every other episode for that. But <laughs> but I think that is probably so hard for him to hear about even all these years later. I mean, I'm sure he knew some of it at the time. And even all these years later, once he's moved on, I mean, it must really suck to hear that she had those feelings for him. I think they had ugh, the most beautiful little relationship you know she was so young when she met Nick and he was her first love and she thought he was going to be her only love and he was more like a dad to her I mean not more like a dad but she's talked about how their relationship did kind of go there sometimes because Nick was older and he had more experience so he would teach her things and a lot of times she would ask him like oh can I do this or should I do this like ask his permission and with Johnny he didn't approach her like that at all he wasn't her keeper he was just her co-star. And then when they started talking and connecting, she felt really, really bonded to him. And they would write long emails and letters back and forth. And I can't remember what she, I should have saved the page about exactly what she said. But for whatever reason, after she divorced Nick, even though he did divorce his wife, because that was the big thing. It wasn't just that she was married to Nick. Um, She didn't want to cheat, but at the same time, he was also married and he also didn't want to cheat. So that probably only made her love him more because, you know, he's being faithful to his wife. Like, you can't help it that you're working with someone and you have feelings for them. That's not cheating. That just happened. You know what I mean? They both chose not to act on it. And that probably just made her respect him even more, you know? But for whatever reason, they didn't get together after that. So what do you think about this relationship? I kind of think that like he probably should have gotten divorced faster, but I guess that wasn't really his path. And I don't know. I wonder if they talk now or whatever, because I feel like they would have like a lifelong friendship. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it would have been interesting to see what would have happened there with their relationship if they did explore it after he got divorced. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I think their relationship, the just or their friendship, I should say, because they weren't officially together. It was just really important for her to see like, hey, Jessica writes like her and Nick basically were not on speaking speaking terms at all when she was filming Dukes. And like when he did go out there, it was just awkward. And then the second they were done filming, she was kind of like, just get away from me. Don't touch me, Nick. So for her to be able to see with this friendship with Johnny where he's they were out drinking and she just recalls so heavily like just being able to talk to him and him valuing her opinions and telling her she's intelligent I just feel like that was so needed for her I feel like it was really important for her growth at the time yeah and I think because Nick wasn't there and for the most part I don't think her parents were there they were really focused on Ashley at the time you know she went to go shoot this movie and it's kind of like she was a new person she's with this new cast none of them know her yet and so they're just getting to know her on such a I don't know how to explain it almost like an innocent kind of level like it's almost like she can be a new person with these people you know what I mean right you can just tell from her writing not just Johnny but the whole experience with also with Sean William Scott and especially uh, Willie Nelson and it just seemed like she really came into her own during this time and I think that spending this time apart from Nick being with other people not just having feelings for Johnny but just being with all these other people I think it probably allowed her to stand on her own 
two feet a little bit easier and probably gave her some of the strength to do that. Yeah, especially since like one of the things she references while she was filming the movie, Linda Carter, who was Wonder Woman, she was like, you know, like after you film this movie, everyone's just going to want to see you in those Daisy Dukes for the rest of your life. And like, you're just never going to hear the end of it. Little moments like that, just her bond with the cast that really just helped build her up. Yeah, I love that moment with her and Linda. It was sweet. So I wanted to read this passage that she wrote about Johnny. She said, I could talk to him for hours and his stories brought things to life, surging with a mix of adrenaline and intelligence. 10 years older than me, he spoke of writers who inspired him, like Jack Kerouac and Hunter S. Thompson, and how they brought a spirit of adventure to everything they did. It was something he emulated. Nothing was ever average with him. It had to be the best night of your life, or it wasn't worth doing. This wasn't a performance. He made me feel that spirit of adventure as he asked me about my life, not just my present, but about who I wanted to be. I could share the deepest, authentic thoughts with him, and he didn't roll his eyes at me. He actually liked that I was smart and embraced my vulnerabilities. He didn't make fun of me. He laughed with me. He believed in me and made me feel like I could do anything. And the only person who had ever made me feel that way was my dad, certainly not my husband. We were open about the challenges of our marriages and why we felt we had to honor those vows by sticking with the marriage. He had a daughter and he spoke of her like his life began and ended with her. I had never seen someone's eyes shine like his did when he talked about his child. I just feel like I'm going through so many changes, I said to Johnny one night over scotch. It's hard. Nah, change is easy, he said. Staying the same is a lot harder on you. So I feel like I just said a mouthful. I mean, I feel like (laughs) that just explains everything about like the end of her relationship with Nick and the beginning of the rest of her life. Yeah. It's just really powerful. I think he definitely was, you know, some people are meant to be in our lives forever and some people are meant to be a catalyst to carry us into the next phase of our lives. And I feel like he just showed her your relationship doesn't have to be I'm the smart one and you're the stupid one. I'm the old one and you're the young one, you know? Like she mentions he's 10 years older than her, but he didn't talk down to her the way that Nick did. No. And that's, I think the most important thing was just like, he could have just acted the same way Nick did. But instead, he was like, no, like, tell me who you are. Who do you want to be? Like, where do you see yourself growing and becoming? You know, and Nick was just kind of like, ugh, rolling his eyes and not really as invested in her as he could have been. Yeah, I just love that passage. I think it's so romantic and truly does describe a lot of things that you feel when you're in love. And I don't know, I've had people say, oh my god, they obviously were sleeping together they cheated it's so obvious blah 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 and I don't I don't really feel that way I mean Johnny's not with his wife anymore he got divorced shortly after Jessica and Nick did so it's not like she would be destroying his marriage or something if she said that and she's pretty open I mean I feel like she would have I mean it's called open book um (laughs) I kind of feel like she would have shared it I think there's definitely things in the book that she didn't say but I think that she didn't lie about anything and she said many times how they didn't get together so I I don't know I believe her what do you think no I I definitely believe her but that's why I just kind of feel the way I feel like that kind of gave her that reassurance like when the time comes and you do want to leave there is hope not everyone is going to treat you the way Nick did and there's going to be people who love and value you and want want to hear you talk about what you have to say and yeah you know like it was just enough to keep her going you know and to keep her faith that yeah I think that's the perfect way of explaining it yeah thank you Johnny Knoxville uh (laughs) I didn't expect you to be like that I mean it's so funny that at the time he was so involved with Jack 
jackass and I wonder what she thought about him garring himself and all that right. kind of stuff. Doing things that could have really just hurt him or like possibly ended his life. I would never, ever date him. I mean, he is attractive, but I would never date him because I would not want to be worried like that. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you have a daughter. Oh, my God. So the next person ugh, is John Mayer. And I don't want to talk that much about him because he treated Jessica very poorly, but there were some positive things about the relationship, so I felt like I should mention them. During the time that they were dating, Jessica went on tour with him, which I think is really cool that she got to have her Penny Lane moment. Right. And during this time, she became interested in photography, and that kept her occupied on the road when John was in rehearsals or on stage or whatever. She also used the concert style as inspiration for her collection, which at the time was new. She would check out what the concert goers were wearing and stealthily take pictures of them. And then she would send them to her mom who runs the Jessica Simpson collection. And that inspired a lot of her initial designs and stuff, which is amazing because, you know, maybe that was the function of this relationship that she needed to get these ideas because obviously the collection started out really strong. And I think part of that was because she was traveling all over the country. She got to see all different kinds of women and all shapes and sizes, all ages. You know, he has a pretty wide fan base. It's not like he's, you know, 90 degrees is like 10 year old girls. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? It's pretty niche. Yeah. Yeah. So, I kind of loved that, that she got to be so inspired as an artist, you know, as a designer and as a photographer. So I thought that was lovely. So when she was promoting Open Book, somebody asked her, would you go back and change your relationship with John Mayer? She said, no. It made me love Eric even more. It made me a better wife. It made me a better lover. It made me a better partner. Yes, it was a relationship that was a yo-yo. It was always back and forth to feel wanted and then to be shut out and to feel wanted again and be completely shut out. I mean, my advice is to pick up on those signs. If there have been three breakups, stop it there. There can't be nine to ten. That's immature. That's not love. If you're actually in love, you're not going to give up. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, I love her perspective on that you know she really went through hell with him I'm glad she had some good times too but one very romantic thing since this is the Valentine's episode this is more about Nick but John was obsessed with Jessica's song walking around in a circle off of a public affair which taste because that is also (laughs) one of my favorite Jessica songs it's such a beautiful song and he wanted to record a duet with her and do that song but a remix and then release it as a single they went into the studio and everything and then when it came time for Jessica to sing she couldn't bring herself to record with him because she still had not feelings like she was still in love or whatever but she had still had such strong feelings about Nick and she felt that that was their thing that they recorded together and released singles and she wasn't ready to do that with anyone else to my knowledge she still has not recorded a duet with anyone other than Willie Nelson who that's obviously a different category right so yeah I just thought that was so romantic and Nick you oh you just blew it because she's even she's being loyal to you even (laughs) after your divorce I mean what a sweetheart yeah well that's one thing I really do love and appreciate about Jessica is that when she loves she loves hard and she's just so all in and so committed I relate to you know it's hard to let go of all of those bonds when you love someone you might get divorced but this was kind of a lane that she just didn't want to go into with anybody else at that time yeah so 
Speaking of Nick, we asked on our Insta story, what are your favorite moments with Jessica and Nick? And now somebody mentioned all of the romantic moments on the show were orchestrated by the producers, which Jessica did say that. She said there were times where she 100% knew that it was the producers who had told him to do it. And then other times that she wasn't sure. She thought maybe, maybe not. But the fact that she even had to wonder is really sad. So I was more asking from the perspective of like, just what romantic moments did you enjoy from the show? Because of course, we all love the show and whether it was real or fake, it's we're all here reminiscing, you know? Right. This is my favorite. Jenna Braze said, on the show, him going to the studio with her to produce her single after the record label didn't like it. Yes. We talked about that at length, so I won't get into it. But <laughs> I, that's my favorite, as I've said many times. And I think that's why the story about how she couldn't record with John gets to me because – those scenes of her and Nick in the studio just oh my god they it gets to me so much I love the way that he stepped in to help her with her single and all the times that they work together that's when you could really see that they were in sync and when they made sense as a couple so it makes total sense that Jessica wasn't ready to do it with somebody else yeah she was being protective of that Mm -hmm. it's Lauren Rodriguez said (laughs) that's my sister Oh. Wait, that's your literal sister? Yeah, that's my older sister. Oh my god. Sorry you said that and I was just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I can't keep all of your siblings. I have straight. a lot. I'm like the we're like the Kardashians. There's a lot of us. Wait, I know that you have Justin and Danielle and mm-hmm. Lauren and Brandon. Right. And then I have Steven, Keat Steven and Caitlin. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, we're going to talk later about ages and things like that. Okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I got to get him straight. So Lauren said, when he wasn't speaking, shrug. (laughs) And obviously I agree. (laughs) Kiona Locke said, when Jessica set up the dinner at home, which is she talking about the next episode that we're going to record when Jessica cooks dinner? I believe so. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we'll talk about that next week. Layla's little finds and also Cassandra said when Jessica, when Nick first saw Jessica at their wedding and just like the way he looked at her. Yes, that is just a classic. It'll be burned into my brain forever from the opening of the show. I mean, you always see that in movies and stuff, but Nick's reaction was just so authentic and the way that he literally gasped. That was very magical. (laughs) It definitely was. Derek said, I actually like the idea of the Valentine's budget challenge in the last season. And I totally agree, even though Jessica talked about how this was like one of the hardest episodes for her because they were almost completely done at the time. I do like the idea because obviously they're so rich to keep it to $20, I think it was. Yeah. I enjoyed the episode, but obviously now we know what was going on behind the scenes. Yeah, that just makes it sad, unfortunately. Pilly P2 said when he had her closet remade for her. I agree. That was a really sweet moment. And then Hello Lauren King said, I liked his surprises, weekends away, dinners, etc. Which we know was orchestrated from the producers, but you know what? She still got to go on the trips and <laughs> Yeah, she still <laughs> you got know. to enjoy it. Yeah. And someone said the hot air balloon. That one I loved too. Mm-hmm. After John Mayer, Jessica had a brief relationship with Billy Corgan from the Smashing Pumpkins. Oh wow. So another kind of alternative rock star. Definitely not a Nick Lachey type, you know? <laughs> right. And this was kind of unclear exactly what happened but they were in the studio together I don't know what came of that but 
there were pictures of them in the studio together and then pictures of them like walking together outside and Rolling Stone asked him about it and he says if I go oh we're just friends then it's like did they go out did he dump her or did she dump him what happened it has nothing to do with any of that sometimes people just like being around each other and good things come out of that my goal in life is to love whoever I think is worth loving and I think if people knew her like I knew her they would love her like I do it's really simple Oh, I know. That is so sweet. It sounds defensive. I'm sure people were saying like, what the hell do you even talk about with her? She's so stupid. And you know, because at this time, that was still her image. Uh, And he's thought of as this thoughtful rock and roll poet, you know. So she didn't write about him at all in her book. I don't know much more about the relationship. But there you have it. Which that was, to me, it was a very odd pairing. But I also kind of love it at the same time yeah I love that he stood up for her and you know said if you knew her like I knew her you would love her it's very sweet and I wonder if there's any maybe I should do some more digging if there's any Smashing Pumpkin songs about Jessica interesting so the big relationship after this one was Tony Romo in between apparently she had a little fling with Marcus Schenkenberg German supermodel again get it Jessica (laughs) Um, but yeah, then she dated Tony Romo, who she wrote extensively about in her book. Obviously, I won't touch on all of it. But one thing I thought was interesting about this is that Jessica was very tight lipped during her relationship with John Mayer. The magazine articles that I read from around the time, she would just say, Oh, I want to talk about it, but I can't. I've been so scrutinized that I don't want to show my relationship off anymore. Um, they didn't do red carpets together, really. There's like a few pictures of them together after the Grammys and stuff, but it would be, it was, it wasn't a showy relationship at all. Like with Nick, you know what I mean? Right. She was keeping everything very secret. I mean, we don't even know for sure who she hooked up with. And apparently she had a long list that she crossed off one by one. So, I mean, that's a lot of people that she managed to keep it completely secret. So I think that that's really interesting because when she starts dating Tony Romo, she kind of throws that out the window. She even did a People Magazine article where on the cover it says, How I Found Love Again. And this one she completely publicized. So I don't know what happened. Maybe she just fell hard for him and she wanted everybody to know about it. But to the public, she was still very tied to newlyweds and Nick and her dating life wasn't out there like it had been. So then suddenly, what I'm saying is to the public, this is her first big relationship right. after Nick. There's a lot that I don't like about how he treated her. You finished the book, so I'm sure you know yeah. what I'm talking about. Um, he seemed possessive in certain ways and you know he wouldn't let her kiss guys in movies. Like she wasn't allowed to have a love scene, which she was getting cast in all rom-coms. So she had to do you- a lot of work. Yeah, that sucks. And I think he was kind of similar to Nick with the traditional wife stuff. Her career was exploding fashion wise. And, you know, at this point, she was still doing movies and she was still making music. And so she was super busy. And he kind of just wanted her to stay home and be a wife like all of his friends that he played football with. All of his teammates had the wife at home that that was what they did their football wife you know and that's awesome if that's your choice but obviously Jessica had already kind of (laughs) dealt with this with Nick and was like excuse me yeah I don't want that for myself which good for her especially since like she says like being in Tony's house was like a frat house Mm -hmm. so she really loved him at the time though like in her book 
the way that she writes about it is like, yeah, I loved him, but I don't know. She doesn't really talk about him with the same kind of passion um, as she does others. But at the time, she said she was happier personally and professionally than she had been in a long time, that he's her perfect guy. She says, I just told him today, you're the love of my life. I don't ever really say that to anybody. She said that she wrote a song for him called You're My Sunday, which is on Do You Know? And in a true modern day sign of devotion, changed her cell phone number and email address to cut off any potential communication from her exes. I don't want anybody that's been in my life before in my life anymore, she says. I don't even want them to have any way of contacting me. Uh, I remember that from her book. I think she kind of framed it more in her book like that was all about John like because he was so crazy right trying to go after her and he's actually the reason why Tony dumped Jessica but in this article she probably didn't want to name him directly so I do think that is romantic though just to be like I'm never going to talk to any of those other people again I only want you she also said he's the first person that she's spiritually connected with which I think for her to say that at the time is very much like that must have hurt Nick, you know? Yeah, because knowing how strong her faith is, I mean, we talk about, yes, she's religious, but it's not necessarily religion. It's just her connection to it and her devotion to it Mm -hmm. It, and how unwavering it is. That is so significant, you know? So yeah, definitely her saying that she feels spiritually connected to him. It's a big deal. She talked about what you were saying, how she loves hard. She says when it comes to relationships, she gives her heart out fully and she expects the same in return. I just love, so I don't understand when people can't do exactly what I do. Oh, I just love her. But that is enough of all the riffraff. Let's get into Mr. Eric Johnson. Oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> this, I am just going to say right now because I need to do some manifesting. Don't mind me. I will have a relationship like this. I'm sure it's right around the corner because I really like was getting emotional during my research for this. I mean, I I feel like I already knew a lot about them, but just from really studying it and seeing the things that they say about each other, I mean, I'll try not to make this three more hours, but... So Eric was born September 15th, 1979 in Massachusetts. He went to college at Yale where he was a wide receiver. And then he went on to be a tight end and he played with the Saints and the 49ers. Right before he met Jessica, he was kind of taking a break and he was trying to heal from football injuries. And he also was separated from his former wife and they were getting a divorce. It was all over and everything, but he was trying to heal from that as well. And so on May 21st, 2010, Jessica was having a party at her house which was her perfect cottage that she loved so much the house that she found after she left Nick and she said their house had felt so empty like a hotel and then she found this perfect fairy tale home and that she didn't like the whole mansion thing she wanted like a nice quaint home and so once she got that house she started having all of these parties she would open her doors to everyone friends of friends and Eric ended up at one of her parties he was actually supposed to be getting set up with one of her friends but it didn't really vibe and then they met and they spent that whole party talking to only each other and then everybody else left and she said to him that she wanted him to stay and so he stayed and they sat on her steps and they talked the entire night and then she invited him up to her bedroom we didn't want to wait this time girl I mean (laughs) (laughs) 
that's in the past. Um, this was this was she did her meeting. Yeah, she's like, I'm I'm done with that. This is my man, and so they slept together. And then he left super early because he was going to some something like a retreat or something like that. Like he at the time was really working on himself and started getting into all of the things that we now know he's into with the meditation and the yoga and the spirituality and all that kind of stuff. And so she was kind of like, oh my gosh, like he left a naked Jessica Simpson (laughs) in bed to go do this. But I think that was also attractive to her because he was really trying to renew himself after this huge change in his life, which is like ending your career and your marriage all at once is a lot. Yeah, that's just a a lot of change all at once for anybody. And so their timeline is is kind of a whirlwind too because as I said they met May 21st she said that for her birthday she went on a trip to Italy it was her 30th birthday with her friends family and Eric and she said on that trip they were just absolutely like crazy in love and then after that they were inseparable he moved in and they started talking about immediately how they wanted to get married they wanted to have babies you know she thought he might be scared by that because she was just like I want to have a baby girl and he was like totally in (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's one of the things Jessica says in her book it was that trip when they were in Italy Jessica asked him she's like can I tell you what I wished for and like you're gonna think I'm crazy and she was scared that she was going to scare him off and but she said like I want a baby girl it just fate works in weird ways is because um Jessica also talks about in her book when she was I believe 17 she had to get one of her fallopian tubes removed and she was freaked out because she's like am I going to have kids and the doctor told her yes but it's going to be harder for you to conceive so what's going to have to happen is you're going to have to keep track of when you're ovulating I believe on your right side uh, or when that tube that fallopian tube is releasing an egg because that's when you're going to be able to get pregnant and she was just kind of discouraged because of that because it essentially cut her window in half yes they tried for a year before they got pregnant with Max yeah but when she did get pregnant with um her that it was on the side that was technically her bad side yeah the egg traveled across her body (laughs) twice that happened with ace as well they're miracle babies (laughs) she talks about how fateful the whole thing is like she just knows that this is where she was supposed to end up and this is who she was supposed to end up with because like i said you know the chapter where she talks about this is called love comes to my door because you know if she hadn't been so comfortable and so happy with her new home she maybe wouldn't have been comfortable opening it up to that many people and she didn't know him at all like if you're having those kinds of parties where people are just showing up that you don't know that's like a huge amount of comfort on her end you know I mean how beautiful is that like how meant to be is that that he literally ended up on her doorstep like she didn't have to go out and find somebody or online date or be set up by friends they were so meant to be she writes my hands moved to touch him or one of my kids just to feel that sureness that we five souls all really found one another. They are the foundation I have built my life on. I know God put us together, but it still seems incredible that love literally came to my doorstep on a beautiful May evening. So many things had to happen for our paths to cross, not just that first night, but in the 30 years we spent preparing ourselves for each other. I see us in a split screen montage of scenes crafted from the memories he shared with me. And I know his heart so well. It's like the faithful musical girl in Texas is somehow there with Eric Maxwell Johnson, a smart and thoughtful boy growing up in Needham, Massachusetts. While I went to record companies in New York to pursue my dreams, he went to Yale, an academic all-American wide receiver who graduated with nearly every receiving record in the book. 
If people talked about my voice, they talked about Eric's hands. He remains legendary at Yale for being able to catch anything. While I was three days away from releasing my first album, he was at the Yale Bowl diving to make the impossible game-winning touchdown against Harvard with 29 seconds left in the game. It was a moment so famous in Ivy League football history, it's still just known as the catch. And by the time he graduated, the Massachusetts guy who'd broken Harvard's heart also broke every receiving record in the Yale book. Our separate lives began to accelerate. While I was landing in the papers for my first USO tour, the New York Times was profiling him for transforming his body to play tight end for the NFL. So she goes throughout the rest of their careers. I'm not going to get into it because it's like a couple pages more. But I just love that thought process of thinking about how she feels like their souls were together all the time and they were going through the process of their own lives and it was preparing themselves for each other. I just think that's such a beautiful way to look at it. And the the way she describes it is so visceral, like the split screen. Like I feel like I can actually picture it, you know? Yeah. I remember one time I was really heartbroken and I don't even remember what it was at the time or who it was or whatever, but I said to my friend – Liz I was like why does this have to happen like why is this happening to me like why can't we just work it out and be together and she was like well I know that you're just kind of ranting but if you want a serious answer I would say it's because you both need to do things in your life to prepare yourselves in order to be together and right now you just can't be together because there are so many things that you have to go through separately in order to be a good couple together and I you know very much needed to hear that at the time yeah It's so true, and I definitely look forward to the day in my life where I can kind of piece everything together that way. Yeah, because it's it's definitely coming. It's just one of the things Jessica mentions is that they, in a way, kind of watched each other on TV where she might have been watching sports with Nick and he might have been watching Newlyweds with his, at the time, wife. But sure enough, things just crossed in such a great way that brought them together, and they didn't even know it. It all happened as it was supposed to, when it was supposed to. They actually got engaged in fall of 2010, and it was only a month after Eric's divorce was final. So, I mean, I love a man that knows what he wants. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, okay, I need to marry the love of my life now. And they meant to get married the very next year, but they couldn't. Because, as Jessica said, she wanted to marry him faster, but he kept knocking her up. (laughs) That's right. So, on Halloween 2011, she posted an iconic Instagram, which was her as a mummy. And then she wrote, I'm going to be a mummy as her pregnancy announcement with Maxie. Right. (laughs) Best pregnancy announcement ever. I mean, I wish – I probably will steal that because who cares? I look up to Jessica in many ways, and this is just one of the ways that (laughs) I wish to emulate her in my life. She had a Charlotte's Web-themed baby shower in March 2012, and then on May 1st, Maxwell Drew Johnson was born, a miracle baby, and then Jessica got pregnant immediately. After, yeah. (laughs) on June 30th, 2013, Ace Newt Johnson was born. And then a year after that, on July 6th, 2014, they got married. And on March 19th, 2019, Birdie Mae Johnson came into the world and completed their little family. And the one thing I thought was cool is I was really interested into why Jessica picked the name she did for her children. Mm -hmm. But knowing she named Maxwell Drew after both of 
her and Eric's moms and then like the same thing with Ace after their grandfathers I mm-hmm. thought that was such a touching tribute yes I loved that because that's how I was named my first and middle name are both of my grandmother's names oh so I think it's a really lovely tradition because I have names picked out that I want for my kids but also like depending on who I'm having a kid with, you know, we might talk about like family names and stuff. And I think it's really, it's a very big honor to do that for your family, you know? Yeah. I actually didn't mention this when I talked about meeting Jessica, but when I met her and I was waiting, well, this is before I met her, I was waiting to meet her. First, I saw like the whole family was there. Tina, Joe, Casey was there. I mean, it was like newlyweds minus Nick. <laughs> um, also even which, better. Even better. No one missed him. And then- who comes walking in but Miss Jessica Simpson and who was with her but Eric and the whole crew, all three kids. And let me just tell you that, I mean, you see Eric online and pictures and stuff and like, yeah, you're like, oh, he's an attractive man. He's so hot. Like in person. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, it's kind of like what I was talking about earlier, how some some men just have like a vibe, you know? And when I saw him, I was like, whoa. I was like, he's hot. He definitely has charisma and something going on besides just his looks and also, I was seeing him be a dad because she was busy, so he was watching all three kids the whole time. And Ace was, like, bouncing off the walls and, like, cl- trying to climb the shelves and stuff. And he was just, like, <laughs> very calm and, like, just handling it. And while Jessica, you know, met hundreds of her fans, and I was just like, I am obsessed with this. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was just like, I don't know how to process all this right now because it was like seeing an episode of Newlyweds but with the right person, yeah. <laughs> you know? So yeah, that was my little experience with them. And I just cannot explain how much I love their little family. Mm-hmm. Um, she also talked about the proposal. Jessica was downstairs watching TV and he called her to come upstairs. He was playing Since I've Been Loving You by Led Zeppelin, which is their song. He made sure to do it on 11-11 at 11-11 a.m. Yeah, which it's like going into kind of Eric's very like spiritual side and he meditates like he just really wanted to incorporate that all of their aspects of their relationship like together in that Mm -hmm. that's really cute yes because we we spiritual people believe in repeating numbers as (laughs) being an important thing or a sign or a guidepost and so I just love that I mean I'm so happy for Jessica but I'm kind of mad that Eric is taken (laughs) that's why Eric if you have a brother friend whatever email me. So on the seven year anniversary of when he proposed, she said, still loving this man is the easiest part of my life. Oh, I know. So when she was promoting open book, one of the I think it was extra asked her, I'm going to name a name. And you tell me a lesson that you learned from that person. They said Nick mm-hmm. and Jessica said how to love. Oh, they said Johnny and she said how to grow up. They said John. And she said, nobody deserves to be broken up with over eight times. And then they said Eric. And she said he taught her how to live her best, most authentic life. That's so sweet. I really love that. She went on to say, we connect mind, body, and soul. It's a very spiritual experience. And so they asked her just very openly about her how sex plays a part in her marriage, which it's so weird how like because 20 years ago she said, I'm saving myself for marriage. People just feel that it's okay to be like, how's sex going for you, you know? And she said, yes. She said, actually, sex is a completely different experience with Eric and that it's a healing experience for her, which I thought was interesting. Like I've never heard somebody describe 
sex that way before but like I think in general love is just healing like if you're stressed out from a long day of dealing with people and then you come home to your person who just gets you and you don't have to put on any kind of show or anything and you don't have to deal with anything difficult it's just like clicks and it kind of is a rejuvenating thing to receive that love whether it's in the bed or just an act of service or whatever so I thought that was really cool yeah I think especially also like Jessica touches on her abuse in the book so I feel like that in combination of the label constantly telling her well you can't wear this or you need to wear that and you need to be skinnier like all of these constant criticisms and critiques and just comments that are just unwarranted where she could just be with Eric Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's just like she says like renewing like it's very healing yes it's so beautiful and speaking of her body that's a good segue she's talked about many times how she's been a million sizes just between her regular weight fluctuation and with her pregnancies so she very famously has gotten huge and I say that with love with her pregnancies and she said that you know when she was pregnant she wanted to just enjoy it and she didn't want to be like okay I gotta force myself to have this kale and everything and like yeah she ate healthy but she also ate what she wanted to eat and she said that once she became skinny again her and Eric were looking at old pictures there was one picture of her where she really looked fat according to her and she said oh my god babe why didn't you tell me every once in a while you know put down the brownie and he said just very simply you looked great I just live for that because especially because of how she was scrutinized. It's just she needs someone like that. Yeah, who just accepts her for who she is and just lets her be a human. She said that he's embraced me at every size and has loved me just the same. (sighs) A point for Tony Romo because she said that she was with him during the whole mom jeans. Jessica's fat now, apparently, according to the media. And she said that one of her biggest thoughts was, oh, my God. This is so embarrassing for Tony. Like she was more worried about him. She was afraid that he was going to be like, yeah, you know, you gained a few pounds or whatever. But she said that he thought it was ludicrous too. So thank God for that because I do not want to have to go to Texas and find him. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? I'm busy. So thank you for that. But yeah, she deserves to be literally worshipped and kissing her feet at any size. You know, it doesn't matter. And any guy that – If you're listening to this, oh my god, if you have a partner that critiques your look, please end it. Yeah, seriously. It's just not worth it. Jessica did an interview over quarantine and they asked her, is it hard, you know, suddenly you're with your spouse 24-7? And she said no because they have all in all, she said if she added it up, they've spent maybe two full weeks apart. Oh, wow. In their entire relationship, which is amazing because she's always traveling. I mean, uh, maybe not as much in later years, but that's still very impressive. And she said, I'm addicted to him. I just love to have him around. And if I ever get sick of him, I'm just like, why don't you go to the other room, please? Right. (laughs) Which I love that, that she can say that. And I guess it's not offensive to him. And he's just like, okay, got it, you know? Yeah, because I mean, again, like especially with other relationships we've talked about in this episode – you know, there is a right and a wrong way to go about things. And I feel like as long as he knows like her intention behind it, you know, it's not anything vicious. It's just kind of like, all right, well, let's let's not do this right now. 
Yeah, you should be with somebody that you can just say, like, I need my space right now. Right, and it's not a big deal. It's just kind of like, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. She also says that he's such a good listener. He's so supportive. And she said, you can't not connect with someone like him. He wants to know everything about you, the good and the bad. Find somebody like that is her advice. Mm. I mean, it took divorce and a lot of really long, intense relationships to get there, but I did. You know, that just gives hope to me and everyone out there who's wanting this kind of connection because she talks about over and over in her book. I mean, I didn't even know like what passage to read because she always talks about how they have this otherworldly, like crazy spiritual connection and how when she got pregnant with Maxie, like she knew when they had sex because it was just so explosive. Like it was just different it wasn't just like sexual it wasn't just loving it was on another level I think I said in her in the first episode I should correct myself because I remember I said that in her book she said that once she had sex with Eric it was like so much better than Nick or whatever and that's not what she said exactly but she didn't mention Nick in it but you could tell that the way she was talking about having sex with Eric it was like that was the real sex for her you know what I mean like right. like there's no question that that's like the best that she's ever had because they just have this connection that's on another level what I want to get into next is their wedding which is so beautiful all the pictures from their wedding again if you haven't seen these pictures google it immediately absolutely gorgeous it's like this magical garden in every picture you can just see all this greenery and these beautiful flowers everywhere surrounding them right and I love that Jessica didn't wear white she wore a custom champagne colored gown with gold embroidery by Carolina Herrera he actually when he proposed he proposed with a a ruby ring that has two diamonds on either side and she had wanted a ruby ring she was very excited about that and I just think like gold with ruby together oh chef's kiss (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's her birthstone also oh yeah yeah you're right Maxie was the flower girl and then Bronx and Ace together were the ring bearers Mm. Maxie was two and Ace was one and I kind of love the idea of having your kids at your wedding like having them before you get married because I was in a bassinet at my parents wedding oh that's really cute though I know I was four months old so yeah I was the witness And her wedding was great expectations inspired. So she loved the book and then the movie adaptation as well inspired the look of her wedding and the feel of her wedding. And she had an 18-piece orchestra playing selections from the score and then walked down the aisle to the track The Day All My Dreams Came True. I know. I'm going to start crying. Um, (laughs) So there was also a people cover on this. So go find the pictures if you haven't. Everyone just looks so happy, so gorgeous. So for the big day, she asked not just Ashley, but her mom as well for them both to be made of honors, which I thought was really sweet. It is. And then Eric's father was best man. So I thought that was interesting because I think a lot of people – think that mother and father of the bride and groom is kind of its own position like you're not really in the wedding party you're the parents like it's another thing they were just like we don't care (laughs) like we're having them in the wedding party which I love and they also kind of threw out a lot of traditions like they didn't do a whole first dance thing they didn't do a cutting of the cake in front of everybody because they both had already had weddings so they were just kind of like we don't need to do all this stuff this is just a tradition that everybody does because everyone else does it but we've already been through a lot of this stuff so we basically just want to have a big party and have 
the time of our lives with our friends and family and not worry so much about like, okay, now we have to do this. Now we have to do that. Now we have to get everyone together for this. Okay, now tell the band that we have to do, you know what I mean? It was just like, let's all have fun. And what I love is like, they just did what made sense to them as a couple. And like, that's all that you really have to do for your wedding. Exactly. I mean, even if you have something like a crazy wedding that is completely non-traditional. Who cares? It's, yeah. If it makes sense to your, own... your relationship, who cares? Yes. Jessica said, before I walked out down the aisle, I kept hearing all the applause. My kids got standing ovations. <laughs> Which like, imagine those three coming down the aisle. Like they must have looked so cute. So little at the time too. It says, by the time Simpson made her entrance, a hush fell over the 275 guests gathered at the San Ysidro Ranch in Montecito, California. And there were audible gasps as people caught a glimpse of the bride. Eric said, I saw my gorgeous wife coming toward me and she was crying. I think my heart was exploding a little bit. Jessica said she felt the same way throughout her wedding day. It's so surreal. This has been something that we've wanted ever since we've met. Oh my goodness. It's just such a beautiful, like the aesthetic of the wedding too. Yeah, with all the greenery they had is just breathtaking. I agree. It's probably one of my favorite weddings I've ever seen actually because I'm I don't know how you feel about all of this but I also don't want a traditional wedding I want to like totally do our own thing I'm really picky with weddings because I hate the norm like I'm so annoying with my rebellious nature I am always like judging weddings under my breath I mean I cry during the vows and stuff but then I'm like oh this is stupid and I feel like every wedding I go to the bride is so stressed they had to do so many different things that they didn't enjoy it. And I'm just really determined to enjoy my wedding. But that's how it should be. So yeah. Yes. And in 2020, on their six-year wedding anniversary, she posted on Instagram a beautiful picture of the two of them. She said, Eric Johnson, my husband, I love you. Six years ago today, I married my perfect soulmate. Our unity was written in God's sky of colliding stars. Together, we manifest dreams, nurture desire, and hold space. Destined, it has always been and always will be forevermore. Whatever souls are made of, his and mine are the same. That's one of my favorite quotes. I know. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> like, I mean, she's not afraid to just go there. And I love that because I'm such a hopeless romantic. This kind of stuff literally feeds my soul. Mm. It's just, oh, I just love them together. They're one of my favorite couples ever. And so we asked you guys what your favorite Eric moments were. And one of them I actually saved to talk about until I read this because this is also probably my favorite thing about him, which all of the things that I love about him are stacked very high to the ceiling. So (laughs) this is really saying something. But Adore JT Jess Chris said, I thought it was very sweet and kind of Eric to stop drinking when Jessica decided to quit. And yes, I just think that's amazing because she writes in her book that they both used to drink a lot. She ended up taking it to the next level and was dependent on it. But they had like a party phase in their early relationship before she got pregnant. I just think it's beautiful that he because so many people are so weird about drinking they're like you can't have a party unless every freaking type of alcohol is there like I hate how people are in that sense and for Eric to just be like oh okay you're quitting I'll quit too yeah it's it's the most romantic thing like it's I I don't I don't even know what to say it just makes me very warm and fuzzy yeah because she didn't ask him he was just like okay so we're stopping and she's like no like i'm stopping and he kind of just argued with her a little bit it was like no we are doing this together and mm-hmm. 
She says, Eric gave up drinking the second I did. He said, I'll do it with you, babe. It was like no biggie and he hasn't gone back or looked back. It's just the way he is. He's a very selfless and loving person who is the most incredible father on the planet. There weren't that many comments on this one, but Keona Locks said they seem to balance each other out well, which I think is very true. Mm-hmm. Amanda said the fact that he searches her name on Instagram, too cute. Yes. Because we talked about in a previous episode how he liked one of Amanda's old posts about Jessica from months ago that she had tagged. So he searches the Jessica Simpson tag. I'm obsessed. Yeah, it's cute. He wants to keep – I don't want to say keep tabs on her, but like he wants to see who's just as obsessed with his wife as he is. And I think that's really cute. Yes. Derek said, I like that he loves taking pictures of Jess and the kids and sharing them and his love with us. Oh my gosh. I completely agree that video that he did on New Year's Day that we talked about a few episodes ago and just how open he is and how beautiful they both are when they post about each other. I love when men post a lot about their wives or girlfriends. Sometimes guys don't really express themselves like that because again, like men have grown up hearing like you have to be tough and all that kind of stuff. And he just opens his heart and tells us exactly how he feels about her. And as as you know, from what I just read, she does the same. And I just love that they are comfortable sharing that with the world in such a detailed, articulate way. Right. <laughs> so yeah, that's Eric and Jessica. We asked you guys what your favorite Jessica love songs are. We this one is a ton of different answers. Well, let's start with what's yours, Jolie? Mine I would have to say B or I want to love you forever. Those are like, they just kind of like go hand in hand. Like I want to love you forever. And then like B is kind of, I know B came out after, but I feel like B is kind of like the prelude essentially to what I want to love you forever talks about. Yes. I've always loved that song too. I remember back in the day listening to that and being like oh my gosh like this is so romantic like how (laughs) she was kind of visualizing all the things that she wanted to have with Nick you know yeah I have a long list um (laughs) but they're they're both on there yeah like I want to love you forever is just bam but then we talked about how much we both love the song sweet kisses right I love that one as well and then actually off of irresistible I'm not going to get into it because we're doing an irresistible episode really soon but There's a lot of good love songs on there. I love her duet with Mark Anthony called There You Were and then her song that she sings solo, which is When You Told Me That You Loved Me. Mm -hmm. Oh, that is such a romantic song. And from A Public Affair, my favorite is Back To You. I used to, oh my God, teenage me thinking that this song was my life and just like (laughs) with with, with a boy or whatever, like, oh my God, I was like, she understands me. That one is really beautiful too. And then her album, Do You Know? Like, it's just like classic love song after classic love song. I only started honestly listening to it recently, like since we've done the podcast, because I don't know, I was maybe going through a blind spot in my Jessica love when this came out, but it makes me really grateful for Tony Romo, actually, because I think she was really, really in love with him based on these songs, but I love When I Loved You Like That, Might As Well Be Making Love, Man Enough, You're My Sunday, of course. I love, I mean, we'll talk about when we get to it how much I love this album, but I mean, she just has so many good, so many good love songs. 
Yeah. And I think that's just, it's something that comes easily to her and so genuinely that when you're Mm -hmm. listening to her sing about it, you can't help but not feel it. Mm -hmm. And even her other two singles from Sweet Kisses, like they're both really beautiful love songs. One upbeat and fun and then one, you know, tied to such painful grief and I mean I still get chills when I listen to Where You Are. Yeah and that was definitely a favorite when we asked. Yeah we got Where You Are a few times. We got Forever In Your Eyes from Irresistible. I really like that one too. We got Back To You, Everyday See You from In The Skin. Um, One person said Irresistible which again not really a love song, (laughs) more a lust song but Your Faith in Me, obviously another great one. We got another vote for Everyday See You, Heart of Innocence. We got a vote for Take My Breath Away. I prefer the solo version. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, those are your top responses for favorite Jessica love songs. I really can't wait to see like when Jessica does a full length album what direction she'll go because I'm sure there'll be a lot of love songs oh my god about Eric yeah and especially like how because she's had so much time like just how refreshing it'll be to hear all of them I'm really Mm -hmm. excited for that yeah and I think he's only seen her perform on stage like once or twice oh wow yeah isn't that crazy that is but I mean she hasn't been as active uh performing then she has been doing other things in her career but that's okay. She's a businesswoman. She's busy. Yep. She's a busy businesswoman. <laughs> I don't know when we're going to talk about the songs from her audiobook, but that song Heartbeat, I love like her lyrics of that. Like when she says, now I only dream in colors when I lived in black and white. You grow up fast when you're a mother. You stand strong when you're a wife. So good. Yeah. I'm just really excited about future music from both of them and how their new relationships will tie into that. Definitely. So that's going to do it for our Valentine's Day special. And I just want to sincerely wish everyone a happy Valentine's Day. If you are going to be spending it with a significant other like Jolie or you are going to be eating icing out of the container like me, it's still a really fun holiday in my opinion. Just celebrate the people that you love and if you're not giving something to a significant other, write a nice card for your mom or your dad or your best friend or your cousin or something and send it to them as a little surprise. I think it's really, really sweet. Bake some Valentine's Day cookies, watch a romantic movie, cry. I just love love this holiday (laughs) write a love letter to yourself you know like reflect on like past loves and what you're promising to yourself moving forward you know and oh my god wait stop everything I said (laughs) yours is so much better (laughs) it is that is such a good idea I love that (laughs) write a love letter to yourself oh my gosh and also something I've done like if this is a hard holiday for you Something that I think is really productive to do is if you have feelings for someone from your past or maybe even from your present that like you just can't really work it out with or whatever, write a letter to them and don't send it. Like say all the things that you want to say, get it out because you're putting it somewhere into the universe and it just gets it off your chest without hurting the other person or confusing the other person or whatever because you can talk completely in your own language and you don't have to worry about how the other person's going to react. Just let it out. Say whatever you want to say. I think it's a really good exercise. I've done it multiple times when I was in a relationship when I wasn't and it always helps me gain perspective on what I do actually want to say to the person if anything. That's really awesome. That's a really good idea too. So write letters to yourself and to people that you're never going to send them to and I hope you get 
some chocolate and some flowers and whatever else you want. For those of you in a relationship, congratulations. And for those of you not, let's all manifest the Jessica and Eric and Ashley and Evan vibes into our own life. Yeah, definitely take some time. Have a romantic dinner by yourself. Treat yourself however you like to treat yourself and just make the most of it. Because it really doesn't matter who's in your life if you're not willing to defend yourself and know what love you really do accept, whether it is from friends or romantically. I think that's the perfect (laughs) note to end on. We will be back next week with the newlywed season one finale. Can you believe it? I can't believe we're almost or well we'll be done with it already season one that is so crazy (laughs) we've already been doing it this long that we're done with season one and then after that we are gonna take a little break from newlyweds and do our review of the irresistible album and era so i'm really looking forward to that that's gonna be a lot of fun and then we'll get back to season two and you know we did a lot of episodes just the two of us but on season two we are going to start having guests on we already have a couple people in mind no jessica and ashley are not booked yet but we're working on it <laughs> yes we're working on it so we will have some guests to help us weigh in on every detail of newlyweds season two because as you know it's completely different from the first season so i hope you guys are looking forward to that as much as we are yeah because we're both super excited so we can't wait for you to hear from us or talk with us in a future episode yes thank you guys so much for listening we'll see you next week bye bye thank you for listening to the ashley and Jessicast. please don't forget to rate review and subscribe to our podcast and tell all your friends who are just obsessed with jessica's underrated album do you know we want to hear from them Follow us on Instagram at Ashley and Jessicast, on Twitter at Ashley Jessicast, and send us an email. We want to hear your thoughts on the show, Ashley and Jessicast at gmail.com.